With the 14th pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the Boston Celtics select Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters, Vincent Poirier, Javante Green, Robert Williams III, Jimmy Ogilvy, Brad Wanamaker, Daniel Tice, Ennis Cantor, Taco Fall, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, from the University of Connecticut. Welcome back to From the Rafters, presented by Bannertown USA. I'm here with Sam from Parquet Press. What's going on? Happy to be back. I love having you back. I feel like this could be a regular thing if you'd love to come on some more. Oh, yeah. I like doing it just when I'm busy, man. It sucks. I got you. I feel that. So uh, I put out a tweet just before we recorded this. Follow me at Bannertown USA and uh, follow Sam at Parquet Press on Twitter. And, follow uh, us. Always follow us. We're always on there. So um, <clears throat> I asked you guys, what should we talk about today on the podcast? And a couple people responded. Uh, I sent a link out. You could send in a voice memo. We didn't get any of those this time. Maybe next time if you want to send one in, we can play it. But um, the first guy, uh, my friend, Sam's friend, Adam Taylor, cool guy, uh, replied with, talk about the Biggs rotation with Time Lord back, Langford eating Javante's minutes, Ainge on IT not fitting, and Smart saying he's a defensive star. So uh, we'll start with the top out of those. Uh, the okay. bigs rotation with Time Lord back. What are your thoughts? So th- that's like a good question. And I wrote a piece about this earlier in the season. And I talked a lot. I, I kind of had Cantor as the odd man out when I wrote this because, like, he had been injured and, like, Time Lord was playing really well. So there really wasn't a big spot for him. But I, I feel like the rotation is just situational. So, like, they're getting eaten alive or they're playing against somebody like Davis or Embiid or maybe Jokic. Well, they won't be playing Jokic again unless they make the finals. But Time Lord would be good. He's a better defender, shot blocker, athletic. But Cantor's really, really good when they need some momentum. And he grabs the offensive rebound. You saw it in the Lakers game. He absolutely dominated that game. Yeah. So, like, they, they both have their things they bring to the table. And it'll be it will be interesting to see what Brad does. I hear a lot about them saying, like, they want to use all three when they have like a tough matchup like Giannis or somebody mm-hmm. so they can use all those 18 fouls. Yeah, I agree. I think Brad's done a great job so far with splitting minutes between Cantor and Tice. And we obviously see the difference like Tice is in there for the defense when we need it and Cantor's in there for the offense and rebounding when we need it. And I think Time Lord is going to be in there for the times we see these really super athletic centers. Like not that there's many in the East, but like Anthony Davis like freakishly athletic Tice cannot keep up with that he's not strong enough he's not quick enough and he, he's like a solid defender for a guy like maybe Embiid or like uh stay in the post center but when we get these like quicker centers or like power forwards we're gonna put Time Lord in there because he's he's not an elite defender yet because he's still so young but I think that's right. gonna be his role in the rotation in my opinion yeah I like I like <laughs> the idea of playing Williams a lot because mm-hmm. uh once we get to Romeo we'll talk about this too but like he's still kind of young so you got to develop him you got to give him the yeah. time to get in the game and work yeah I'd agree with that and I think as much as I love having Tyson Cantor in there like they've been they've been amazing this year like I'm not knocking them at all but sometimes you need that little extra rim protection and not that Williams is a ton taller than Tice, but he's like an inch or two taller, and sometimes that's enough. And he has a lot more hops, I would argue. I think he can get up a little bit more than Tice can these days. Yeah. So I think I, that's important. 
I'm not positive, uh, but I'm pretty sure he's got to have longer arms too. Oh, he's got to. I can look up the wingspans right now if you want to just talk a little bit more about Robert Williams. What you think? He has he has seven foot six wingspan. Okay, I'll look up Daniel Tice. I can't imagine Daniel Tice has a seven foot six wingspan. No, it's six eleven. Yeah, it's a seven inch yeah. longer wingspan. <clears throat> That's pretty significant. But Tice Tice is doing a good job underneath. Like people, people sleep on him a lot. Like he's been real solid this year, for sure. He's, that OKC game was crazy good defense. He and uh, back to the Sixers game a couple weeks ago, like yep. he held Embiid to one for eleven mm-hmm. from the field, and like they were like asking him about it, and he was like, "Yeah, kind of got lucky." And, like <laughs> he went out and like he, he played well against Adams again mm-hmm. in OKC, like you just said. So I mean, he, he's got some uh, potential to be good. I agree. I think the way Brad rotates the bigs in and out for this last stretch in the playoffs, like especially once we get Time Lord back, I think that's going to determine the amount of success we can have in the playoffs because obviously Tatum's going to perform, Brown, Hayward, Kemba, they're all going to perform. We know they're all going to do good. But the real test, I think, is going to be like stopping guys like Giannis or Embiid, or not even stopping because you can't stop those guys, just slowing them down. And you can't have Jalen Brown on Giannis the whole game. Like a couple possessions, sure, but you need a bigger guy defending him. So I think the way Brad rotates in the bigs is going to be super important to taking down all the big guys in the East. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it maybe you have to throw different guys at Giannis. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. He's just obviously he's like a freak of nature. So it's kind of difficult to defend him. I think Semi's done a decent job when he's put on the put on him. Uh, Marcus is always solid, even though he's a bit small for Giannis. Um, one thing I hear people talk a lot about is, and this is like a to- big Tommy thing. He he likes stopping everybody else but the main scorer. So let let Giannis get forty, but then make sure Middleton doesn't go off and Bledsoe has a bad game and the bench doesn't get hot from three. Yeah, what really killed us last time we played the Bucks was just they shot so, so well from three. Like, they shot 90%, and obviously they're not going to shoot 90% every time, but they always shoot a high clip from there. So we can send guys out to Middleton and George Hill and even Bledsoe and Lopez when um when they're hitting them. I think that's going to be the key to stopping the Bucks. And I, I've said this once, and maybe I'm crazy. Am I crazy to be more afraid of the Raptors and the Bucks? Is that insane? Yes. That's that's insane. What's your thoughts then? Why 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 are you so much more afraid of the Bucks than the Raptors? Because first of all, I think Kyle Lowry sucks, and he's had like one. Yeah, I think he sucks, and I I don't think he's that good. Okay. And he had a decent game against the Celtics the last time they lost to them. Well, like before that, I'd never seen him do anything against Celtics. He just doesn't doesn't like worry me at all. Like you have Giannis. Middleton always comes to play against the Celtics. He turns into a yeah. god when he gets the ball. Middleton's one of those guys. Uh, dude, Milwaukee's just so deep. I mean, Toronto won a championship last year. I don't know. They just don't That's worry the... me as much as Milwaukee does. Maybe it's because you don't hear about them as much because yeah. they're from Canada, so like they don't get as much coverage. But I don't know, man. Lowry does not scare me. Him being one of like their main people is not scary to me. I understand that, too. But my thing is, like... They just came off a 15-game winning streak. That's a little That's a little insane. And their team, like, we talk about Milwaukee's team being deep, but Toronto has this way about them where they can just get contributions from anybody on the floor. Like, Matt Thomas, uh, Terrence Davis, and Rondé Hellas-Jefferson, Chris Boucher. Like, 
who, like, let me know. Those guys are all having good seasons for Toronto, and before this season, all of them were almost irrelevant. Like, like Rondé Hollis Jefferson was okay on the Nets, but he wasn't anything special, and now he's having a decent season. Like, the, the Nick Nurse and Masai Ujiri just have a way of picking up these random dudes and just making them into legit NBA talent. Like, Pascal Siakam drafted him in the second round. Like, I know Giannis was the 15th overall pick, but he wasn't a second rounder. It, it's just crazy to me, and I just think that their experience in the playoffs is going to go a long, long way. And I think the Bucks they're not one-dimensional, obviously, but if you slow down Giannis and then get out to the shooters, I think that's an easier defensive game plan than game planning for the Raptors, who have so much talent. That's just my opinion, though. Well, with the Milwaukee thing, uh, <clears throat> like you said, slow down Giannis or get out to the sh- and get out to the shooters. And, yeah. it's, it's kind of like you have to pick one because yeah. if you're going to slow down Giannis, you're going to throw multiple people at him. If you do that, people are going to shoot. So that that's the problem with Milwaukee is he's just so good. You have to really pay a lot of attention to him if you want to stop. No, I feel- And then I, I pulled up a 15 game win streak, right? Mm-hmm. So the Raptors beat uh, six. They won six of their 15 against, Teams over 500. Okay. Actually, is Brooklyn even over 500? No, they're Let me not. stop myself. They're not. Brooklyn is not. So, <laughs> but only five. Okay. And then two of them came against the Pacers, who have been god awful since Oladipo came back. They have lost six of their last seven. Okay. And seven of their last nine. So that's two wins. And then they beat. Oklahoma City, who's for real. So they gave the Celtics a hard time the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, Philadelphia, who's also been struggling, but actually, hold on. Was that? Okay, so that Philadelphia game, Philadelphia was in Toronto, so they're a bad road team. So, like, yeah. other than that, they didn't really play anybody super impressive. It's not like they beat Milwaukee or any of the teams out west. They they only – the only oh, they beat the Spurs. Spurs – in San Antonio, they beat them, but they're not even over five hundred. So that I, I yeah. counted them as over five hundred. That's <laughs> what did I say? Four teams, so three teams they beat over yeah. five. No, I I get that, and maybe like I was talking to someone, I forget who it was, but he goes, as far as I'm concerned, Giannis Antetokounmpo is a great regular season player, and that's it. And I was like, I was like, whoa, 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 don't go that far yet. And I tried to make an argument, and I, I had to stop myself. I'm like, wait a second. I really don't have an argument for you right now because he's never, like... I, he hasn't gotten that many chances, and this is obviously the best Giannis we've ever seen, and he had to go up against Kawhi last year, but we haven't seen him make the championship yet. Like, he blew us out last year, but only because Kyrie Irving just blew us up internally. And who did he play in the first round? I don't even remember. He played, like, like the That's Pistons good. in the first round? Yeah, he played the Pistons. Come on. Did they play? Oh, yeah, they played the Pistons. So, like, I, I'm just saying, like, he's going to have to face... Like, the two through six seeds in the East are all legit teams this year. The Pacers have been struggling, but they're still a good team. So, like, Giannis's path is not going to be nearly as easy this season. So, hey, maybe I'm crazy. I mean, Giannis is the scariest person in the NBA. I'll give you that. Like, 100%. He's probably the best answer. player now. I, I, I would agree. I think he's the best player in the NBA. But, um, I don't know. The, the, both of those teams scare me a lot more. Like, significantly more than anybody else. Imagine being a Pistons fan. Dude. I Rude. feel so bad. I I was debating this the other day. Let me ask you this. We'll we'll stray from the uh, the topics we have. What what is worse for you right now, being a Pistons fan or being a Knicks fan? 
Oh, being a Knicks fan. Because yeah, they get sure. their hopes up every year. At least nobody thinks they're going to get people to go to Detroit. Yeah. Every year the Knicks are getting everybody, and then they get nobody. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of depressing. All right, another question for you. I just think this is interesting. If you could pick one sub-500 team, sub-500 team, to be a new fan of, like you can't be a fan of the Celtics anymore. You have to pick a team that's under 500, and you're a fan of that team now. Who would you pick? Take a look at the standings. My first instinct is Atlanta. Let me look at the standings. My first instinct would have been New Orleans, because that'd be fun. But I don't know. I'm taking a look. Minnesota would be fun. That's going to be a fun rebuild to watch. Yeah, Minnesota. Those are three. Maybe Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix is interesting. I don't know what it is. Phoenix has a decent team this year, and they're just not winning games. Yeah. Oh, I, I wouldn't mind being a Portland fan. Damian Lillard's on fire. I forget that they're under 500. Me too. It's such a shame. He deserves to be in the playoffs so bad. They have no business being that bad. I know. If, oh, Phoenix has a good team. Why yeah, do they not win games? I don't get it, dude. Well, Aiden didn't play a lot of games. Yeah, Aiden's but like, been out. They have a good team, man. It's such a shame. They were doing well at the start of the season, too. I don't know what's happening. I feel like there's just certain places that people go and like they have good players, but they just don't win. Like yeah. Detroit, like they had a they have a decent team before that trade. Like yeah. they don't win. They just don't. I don't know. Their bench wasn't that good, but it's tough. It, it it's super tough. The NBA has to do something about like mediocre teams. Like I I like soccer a lot, right? Okay. So in soccer, when you at the at the end of the season, right? Like the bottom three teams go down to like yeah. the second division, and then yeah. the best three teams from that division come up. If they had something like that with American sports, you would not see tanking at all. Like no. people complain about tanking a lot. That would be instant solved for tanking. People do not want to go down to that second division. <laughs> Imagine the oh, that'd be crazy. Imagine the Warriors get sent down to the second division a year after winning the title. Well, that's the thing. They wouldn't yeah. because Curry would be playing. I agree. <laughs> they wouldn't be tanking. I've heard like Curry could come that's back. That's the whole thing. I've heard he might come back in March. Yeah, I think March was the goal. Mm-hmm. And then there was like a video of him playing against some some guy. I don't know who it was, maybe mm-hmm. a rapper or something. And like he was like dribbling. And he looked like completely healthy, and people were like going at him. It was. It's only a hand injury. It's not like it was his leg. Yeah, and Gordon Hayward broke his hand too, didn't he? Wasn't he back in like three weeks? Yeah. I don't yeah. know, man. I mean, I guess I would be a little more careful with Steph Curry than Gordon Hayward. Not that I don't love Gordon, but Steph Curry is a different type of dude. I don't know. You see that Damian Lillard got hurt, can't be in the All-Star game? Yeah, and they put uh, Devin Booker in. Thank God, man. He deserved that so much. I mean, he did. He he puts up good numbers, but, like, I'm kind of – I'm in the crowd that thinks, like, if you're not winning, like, I agree. stats don't matter as dude, much. Dude, the fact – okay, hear me out here. The fact that Trey Young is an all-star starter makes me sick. <laughs> yeah, no, he shouldn't be a – Dude, I didn't even think he should be in the game. Are you kidding me? They've won 15 games this season, and when he got voted in, they'd won 11. That's ridiculous. How good can you be if your team keeps losing? Bro, Bradley Beal's in the nine seed right now and didn't get, didn't make it, but Trey Young is starting in the – 14 seed. That's absurd. Atlanta's another team. I mean, John Collins was uh, suspended for a while, but they, like I said, like I would pick them to be my yeah. sub-500 team. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're going to be good. The The Wizards are only three game out of the playoffs right now. Three games. You know what's kind of crazy? I'm, I'm starting to worry that KD's going to come back for the playoffs. I don't... 
I didn't even think about that. I don't think he'll come back. No way. I sure hope not. That'd be <laughs> scary because it looks like we might have to face them. I hope they. Face I feel like we could still do something. Too. I think I feel like even if they brought him back, he'd be rusty. Like he'd obviously still be good, but I feel like we could match up with him fine. Like the Nets don't have that much talent, more talent than us, even with KD. I think we have more talent than them overall. But I don't know. All right, so what's next? Oh, Romeo yeah. Back on eating Javante's minutes. Yes, Romeo eating Javante's minutes. What are your thoughts on that one? Like I said with Robert Williams, I really think it's important to get these guys time. Yeah. So I think Romeo getting time is really good, especially mm-hmm. when he's playing fine. You know, he had a rough rough game in OKC. Uh, he got burned a lot defensively, but before that he played two really solid games. So it's not like he's not earning the minutes. and He's been hurt, so I mean – Really, can you can you knock on it? I don't think it's a problem. No, I agree. I think Romeo, like I love Javante Green. Like he gives us really, really solid minutes. But Javante, I mean Romeo Langford is just so much younger. Like he's twenty years old right now. I'm twenty. That's crazy. I feel bad about myself that I'm not in the NBA now. But like yeah. that, it, like how do you not give the twenty year old who's playing like solid, who got who basically clutched up and helped you get a win a few nights ago, like play that dude i don't like javante's good but he's like 26 and he's a rookie romeo lankford has a much brighter future in javante as much as i love javante we really like to watch uh romeo be mentored by hayward and become a similar player to hayward like playmaking wise yeah i would agree i feel like he could excel at doing that because he gets the basket really well All, all that all that's left is uh getting the ball out distributing it I think Romeo needs to work on his shooting too, because he he's really good at slashing. But I think as soon as he improves his um, slash, I mean his shooting ability, I think he'll be a better player. So I just pulled something up. Have you ever used the uh, player comparison tool on Basketball Reference? No, I have not. So you can look at different players in different seasons and compare them. So right now I pulled up Romeo Langford stats this season, and I'm comparing them against Gordon Hayward's and Paul George's rookie seasons. And I'm looking at per 36 minutes because, I mean, Romeo obviously doesn't get as many minutes as those guys. And he's averaging 11 points per 36. Hayward averaged 11 and George averaged 13. So it's not like they're far off. Like, just because he's not getting a ton of minutes doesn't mean he's not a good player. Like, I hate when people say, oh, Romeo Langford doesn't deserve minutes. He's he's a bottom of the bench guy. He's 20 years old. He, he doesn't get any playing time because you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown above him. What do you expect? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you look at Jalen Brown's rookie year, you could yeah. uh, feel the same way about Jalen Brown. Exactly. Like Jalen Brown did not see minutes rookie year at all, really. He didn't play many games. Uh, let me look to see. I use ESPN for my stats, and I, I hate ESPN. I don't know why I even use their website. Like, I genuinely don't like anything that they put out, really. Basketball reference like- is great, man. I recommend the Switch. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, Jalen Brown averaged six point six points, two uh three rebounds and point eight assists his rookie year. How many games did he actually get to play? He played in seventy eight games. That's a lot more than I thought. Wow. Did he? Yeah, he only started he started twenty. How many minutes per game did he get? Like seventeen. That's kinda crazy. I thought he played way less than that. I thought he played way less too. He shot thirty four percent from three his rookie year? Wow, Jalen Brown's always been a very efficient scorer. I never noticed that. That's kind of crazy. 
He just doesn't take a lot of shots. But yeah, back to Romeo. One thing that I've noticed a lot of people over Twitter talking about is how just, you know, you know offensive and defensive ratings? Yes. So, like, the higher offensive, the better you are for you guys who don't know, and the lower defensive, the better you are. So, like, if you have, like, a 300 offensive rating, which is not a thing, you're amazing, but if you have, like, a zero offensive rating, you're great. I mean, defensive rating, a zero defensive rating. So, out of the three players I mentioned, George, Hayward, and Langford, Romeo Langford has by far the highest offensive rating. Paul George had a 103, Hayward had a 106. Romeo's offensive rating this season is a 115. He he's just been solid. Like when he's not, yeah. the reason why he hasn't been playing games is not because he can't play, exactly. because he's been hurt. And every yeah. time he gets healthy, he gets hurt again. So he he's finally starting to get a little bit of little bit of a stretch of games where he's not hurt, starting to see some minutes. I think it's good. I, I don't know why you wouldn't want him playing. He's only 20, like you say. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere to go but up if, if you don't think he's good. I think the concern for some people is probably like, oh, well, Javante Green is the better player right now, so we need him in the playoff stretch if we want to compete. But if I'm being honest with you, I don't even know if Javante Green is the better player right now. Yeah, I was going to say, is he, though? Like, I mean, I don't really think he gets a lot of uh... – like impact minutes. No, he he like plays solid when he's in. Like he's good when he's in, but <clears throat> like it's not so good that it's better than Romeo Langford. Like Romeo Langford's an extremely efficient wing player, shooting guard, small forward who can come in the game and give you just as good minutes as him. And he's twenty, so why wouldn't you want the twenty-year-old to develop his skills? I mean, maybe 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 if you don't feel comfortable with him, right? When the playoff comes, then yeah. start playing. It's a regular season. Let him get the time while he can. And test him out. Better yet, test him out. Because if he ends up being, like, clearly better than Javante, play him in the playoffs, too. Like, you'd never know. Exactly. So he's played the last... Sorry. He's played one, two, three, four, five, six out of the last seven games. And in those games, we've won uh, six out of seven. We We lost, obviously, to Houston the other day. We'll talk about that later, probably. But, um... In two games in a row against Orlando and Atlanta, he played 28-plus minutes. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, he's getting... He started against Orlando, and he did fine. Yeah. And it, against Atlanta, he put up 16 points. And he made a big three in uh, crunch time. Mm-hmm. He's playing good minutes, so I don't understand. I mean, like I said, people think Javante's better right now, but I have no problem with Romeo getting minutes over Javante. No, I, I don't understand why people are upset about that. Still, I, I like it. Um, anyways, so today we saw Danny Ainge go into the media. I didn't actually get a chance to listen to it. Sam did, but, uh, you want to explain what happened since you got a chance to listen to the interview? Yeah. So I listen to touch and rich all the time. I love that they have good Celtics interviews, Danny Ainge, Mike Gorman every week. So I always listen to those and he was on there and he, he did say like, they're not interested in Isaiah right now, but like he really seemed to emphasize that right now he seems to want to, uh, you know, look into who who else is going to get bought out. Do they fit? And, like, he probably really wants to think, does he want to cut somebody on this team for whoever he's going to sign? Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't think he feels that way about Isaiah. I don't think he, he really wants to cut somebody for him. Like, people were just advocating for Javante over uh, Langford. Javante might be the guy that gets cut if they do sign somebody. Yeah, I would agree. I think Javante, as much as I'd rather see Poirier go, I think the – money on the books I think just makes sense and I don't think I think cutting Javante's um 
like minimum contract is a lot easier than cutting Vincent Poirier's, even though Jolante might be the more impactful player at this point. <clears throat> so that's what it would take to get IT. And as much as I love IT, and I think, you know what? Honestly, actually, let me go back for a sec. I would love IT on this team. I want IT on this team. I, need, I do too. I need him on this team. But Javante Green is just so much better defender. Like, IT can't defend anything. <laughs> yeah, and one thing Danny was talking about is you said you read, read the transcripts, so you yeah. probably saw this too, was that he was talking about having Isaiah and Kemba on the same team would be really tough because you already have to game plan mm-hmm. how to, I guess you could say, hide Kemba on the defensive end, yeah. even though he's not a bad defender. Of course. He's small. And you have to do the same thing for Isaiah when he's in off the bench when Kemba's not on the floor. So, like, it would probably hurt them defensively. No, for sure. Like, Kemba's a solid defender. He's just, what, six feet tall? Like, you can't play him against a guy like Ben Simmons. When Philly rolls out their super, super-duper tall athletic lineup, you can't play Kemba and IT in the same lineup and smart. Like, so when would there be time for a five foot nine guy to come in the rotation after a six feet tall guy goes in against a six foot 10 point guard? It just doesn't make a lot of sense right now. We need someone, we need another wing as much as we like to think, Oh, we have tons and tons of wings. We have the best wings in the league. If we need anything, I think that's what we get. I don't think we get a big man because Robert Williams is coming back. I think we would pick up like, an Iman Shumpert, Evan Turner type guy, like a solid defender on the wing to do something there. It's just kind of tough because you really yeah. would like Isaiah back, but like he just doesn't fit. For sure. And it, you don't want to get rid of anybody. Like the team, honestly, like the team's pretty solid. Like even with the buyouts, like you have to think, all right, like who, <coughs> excuse me, okay. who is, who, who's this going to be an upgrade over? I like Evan Turner too, but who who's he going to be an upgrade over? Nobody. Who? Yeah. Iman Shumpert. I mean, they, they need bench shooting, and we we talked about that with Isaiah the last time. He's averaging what forty three percent from three. Something like season. that, yeah. So like, yeah, he would fit that, but like like we say, like the height, you have to hide him defensively. I don't I don't really know who's on the bio market. I mean, Dion Waiters, he's, yeah. he's crazy. You don't want him. No, thank you. It's tough. There's not a lot out there. Like that's what Danny was saying, and then they said, "Well, are you talking about Isaiah too?" And he was like, "Yeah." So it's I don't know. I mean, if the Cleveland Cavaliers decide to buy out Tristan Thompson, that could be interesting. But I don't. think... That's the only person yeah. I would be like, "Do it." I it's absolutely important that you sign him. Cut whoever. It doesn't matter whose minutes he takes. <laughs> Mo so, Harkless like, yeah. wouldn't be bad either. He bought out, or is not he just, yet. But like no. the Knicks, did the Knicks keep Mo Harkless this season? I don't know. He's on a minimum contract. He very well could be bought out. That wouldn't be bad. I'm looking at possible players right now: Dying Waiters and Jr. Smith. No, thank you. <laughs> I didn't Jr. Smith on this team. God, Jesus Christ! Jumpert's here again. He wouldn't be terrible. Uh, yeah, no, there's not. There's not Todd. Tyler Johnson and Courtney Lee. Yeah, so I'm thinking Tyler Johnson's like, not bad, man. I used to think he was, know. like, decent. I mean, he's on the Suns now. He's probably not seeing a lot of time with Rubio there. He got bought out. He got bought out. Oh, he did? Yeah. Officially, he's, they waived him. He's a free agent. Oh, yeah, he's probably not that good. Then. He used to be okay when he was He's shooting game. 29% from three this year. Yeah, no thanks. It's not what they need. No. He, he, I mean, his career three-point shooting isn't bad. It's just he's having a down season. This is his worst season ever. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. 
He hasn't been that bad in his career, though. You're right. He shoots like 36% from three, which isn't bad. I always thought he was going to be okay when he was. He looks like Moe's from The Office. Yeah, he does. He wasn't bad on the Heat, and that's why he got that fat contract. But now it's just, I don't know where he went. I never understand why. T- like, that's why you see, like, we were talking about Phoenix earlier. Like, it's why they're not good. They give contracts to people that aren't really, like, super proven. The or Heat, the heat gave him players. the contract, didn't they? I thought the Heat gave him that contract. Well, they gave him the contract. They never traded him. Dude, it was that year. I forget what year it was. It was like 2014 when everybody got paid. Like, Jan Mahinmi, Evan Turner, everyone just got paid. All these bad players. Bismack Biombo. It was because the salary cap spiked and everyone thought it was going to keep going up. Then it went straight back down. So, like, everyone got screwed who uh, signed people that year. I hate when, like, people want a lot of money. It's like, man, like, they're not that good. <laughs> I know. And it makes me wonder, like, stuff like this. Like, would Al Horford have taken a discount if he knew Kemba was coming? I thought he was going to take a discount. I did, too. I couldn't believe it when he didn't want to stay for less money. I I saw, like, an interview of him, like, a little bit into the preseason, I think it was. So, like, right before the season was starting, he was like, yeah, I didn't know Kemba was going. Maybe that would have changed things. Like, I don't think he knew Kemba was coming here. I think that was a reason he didn't sign because it makes me think. Did, did he think Kyrie was going to stay then? Because I, I I know what you're talking about the interview and mm-hmm. I think he might have said something about that. I don't know. Probably not. He probably didn't want to throw him under the bus. But dude, I hate Kyrie. I just can't stand the dude. <sighs> is, he just, is he still hurt? I don't even know, dude. The Nets just lost to the. Raptors. No, they beat the Raptors. Oh, they beat the Raptors. That's what I meant. Yeah, they just beat the Raptors without him. And I saw a tweet. No, he didn't play? No, he didn't play. And he's he's going to go down. Like, his whole legacy is going to be his team was better without him. I know. Dude, I saw a tweet that was like, Kyrie Irving looking at the team of people he said he didn't need next year. Beat the 15-win streak Raptors. <laughs> it was funny. It's just like, he just needs to stop talking. Like, just play basketball, dude. Come on. You're so good. Just shut up. Yeah. It's, it, I don't know. Um. So, yeah, the next thing. Uh, given to us by Mr. Adam Taylor, which is Adam Taylor NBA on Twitter, by the way, guys. Uh, the last thing he said was smart saying he's a defensive star, which is facts. Yeah, I don't... What's what's the debate on that? I think a lot of people There's are no saying debate. he's uh, he should be in conversation for Defensive Player of the Year, which I think he could be. But should I think, be the MVP. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he should be MVP. Marcus Smart's my MVP every year. He should be. Who... Who do you, I mean, and I'm so guilty, like, I'm so biased, and yeah. I don't watch a lot of NBA unless it's the Celtics, but, like, who's who's better than he is? At, like, defense? Yeah. Rudy Gobert's probably going to get it again. Rudy Gobert's having a good defensive season again. The stats don't always show up, but Rudy Gobert, like, anchors that defensive team in Utah. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously having him in the paints, like, oh, I don't know if I want to go in there. Exactly. And like, they're, they're having you know a solid what? season. Actually, too, so. I bet Giannis wins MV, uh, defensive player, too. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I think he wins most MVP and defensive player of the year and finals MVP. You know what's crazy is I saw somebody say Tatum's having a defensive player of the year season. Tatum's and like, a good year. He, he has been playing a lot of defense, and it's made him so much better. It's probably why he made the All-Star game mm-hmm. this year. I think um, a big reason this came out in the replies was because after the uh, – Houston game the other night, 
Smart was talking to the media and he was like, I don't think the refs respect me as a defender. They always call stuff that's just like so clearly not a foul. Like, was I not on the all all defensive first team last year? I don't understand it. And then Kemba turned to him and goes, bro, stop talking to the media. You need to do that. He goes, I don't give a bleep or whatever. And so the Rockets are just tough to play against and we were jumping a lot, but we just, Marcus Smart is an elite defender, and I don't care what anybody else says. I can't believe I stayed up to watch that game. I know. I was. So I had bad. school the next day. <laughs> I didn't get I didn't get out of my living room till midnight. Mm-hmm. I had to be up at 8, so I'm already losing my 8 hours. Then I'm all pissed off because what happened. So it takes me a while to get to sleep. I lost sleep because of that game. Dude. They need to change, they need to change the rule. There, there has I to agree. be some kind of rule change. If you are taking a shot jumping into a defender, and it is not if, – if they don't blow the whistle, if that would not be a good shot, it shouldn't be a foul. Yeah. I, dude, that's the worst stuff. Just to watch, like, Harden and Westbrook just cheese the whole system. Like, Kemba jumps straight up and puts his hands up, and Russell Westbrook just jumps into him, and it's a foul. That's crap. I don't like – Well, Kemba does it too. And yeah, like, no, Kemba does Listen, it when Kemba does it, I always say it still shouldn't be a foul. Yeah. If the shooter initiates the contact on a jump shot, it should not be a foul. If they're going to the rim, it's different. But you, it's just not a natural shooting motion. You know the Nobody one play, jumps in to the defender. I know. Do you know the one play that pissed me off more than anything? When Harden literally kicked his leg out to a right angle and they called it on Smart. That was the worst call I've ever seen in my life. There was one where Brown was chasing him around a screen at like half court. Mm-hmm. And he just shot it <laughs> and flailed his arms. They, there, there has to be a rule change. If it's not a good shot, if the whistle's not blown, it should not be a foul. Dude, I just... If it's not a shot you would actually take, not a foul. I agree, dude. Harden just, like, gets these calls now because of his reputation, which I guess I can't get mad at it because, like, if I was a Houston fan, I'd love it. I'd just watch it and be like, Harden is so good. He's so smart. He knows how to work the refs. But, like, as an outsider, that shit sucks. Well, you know, I was pissed off about it on Wednesday when I woke up. I was in class. And I, I was making myself more mad. I was just looking at Reddit, yep. looking at people on the Houston Reddit, and like they they were like they were like, oh my god, like everyone's so mad. It's like, yeah, they are. We are mad. What do you mean? Of course, that's crap. <sighs> yeah, I don't know, man. I'm getting, they need to change I'm, the rule. I'm getting they need too to change heated. the rule. I agree. They need to change something. Um. So yeah, that was all Adam Taylor sent in to us. Wow, that took up a lot of time. That that got heated there. But um, another guy responded, Byron Cop 19 on Twitter, uh, asked us, why is Taco not being taken more seriously by Celtics Brass? Pelicans are being successful with their big man, a little more polished than Taco. But if the Celts keep him solely in the G League, that will hinder his potential, dot, dot, dot. What are your thoughts? Well, I think him being in the G League is good for him right now. Mm-hmm, I agree. They have, like we were talking about earlier, they have three bigs that they have to rotate already. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest problem with Taco and why they probably don't take him seriously is because he's not fast enough to get up and down the court. Like, yeah, like anytime he gets in the game, you watch like if there's free throws, he's back. He's not he's not trying to get the rebound. He's back on defense already. That's a problem. He's just like you said, he's just too slow. And something else he does, he fouls a lot. Like he's not in the game a lot, but he fouls a lot. Like, let me look at this. His totals this season. His fouls per game, where does it say this? He's had five personal fouls. He, I mean, he averages 0. .8 personal fouls a games, every game, but he's played six games. 
Like he he has five personal fouls in six games, and he's played a total of how many minutes has he played this season? He's played twenty four minutes this season and fouled someone five times. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if you did that in a real game, you'd or... foul out. You'd be gone. Yeah. It's just like he's. Everyone looks at oh, his per thirty six minutes stats. He's averaging twenty nine percent. That's because his usage rate in that time is twenty nine percent. Yeah, when he gets in the game, <laughs> they give him the ball. Yeah. So the, so the crowd can see what they want. It's not like he's getting actual buckets in the NBA. The crowd is just hyping him up so his teammates give him the ball where he scores over the 10th man on the other team's roster. It's not... Yeah. As much as I love Taco, like, and I love Taco, he's he's such a cool dude. Like, it's so fun to watch. But, like, he's just not a valid NBA center at this point. He needs to develop more. He's got work to do. He, exactly. It's not, he, it's not that he won't be. Yeah. Just not yet. You know, especially when we have Cantor... Uh, Tyson Williams, like you said, to rotate in and out of the rotation, who are three legitimate uh, centers in the NBA. And so I don't think hindering his potential is going to happen if we keep him in the G League. I think the opposite will happen. I think he's going to get better and learn to play against those guys down there and develop his moves with the Celtics training staff to the point where he can get effective NBA minutes and not foul and not be too slow to run up and down the court. Yeah, I mean... That's what the G League's for. Exactly. That, that's, that's where that's where you learn. Okay. They have obviously they have G League staff associated with the Celtics, so they know what they're doing. Exactly. Chris Middleton was a, a G League player. He's two time All Star now. Come on now. Yeah, and he comes to play mm-hmm. like uh, his life is on the line when he plays the Celtics. Yeah, him, Fournier, and Ish Smith just apparently decide to not miss the basketball. Or not <laughs> miss their shots when they play the Celtics. Um yeah. Did you see uh Tremont Waters got named to the G League equivalent of the All Star team. Armand Waters is good, man. Dude, so good. So <laughs> I wish good. He's good, and when he plays with the the, the Celtics in the actual league, he's not bad. He's not bad, but you do see like the moments when he's a rookie. Like yeah. you do see like he'll make a bad pass or he'll take a shot a little early or something like that. But he's good, man. But he's been better than Carson Edwards, and for sure. I was just gonna say that. I was gonna say a little hot take for you. I would rather have Tremont Waters on this team than Carson Edwards. Me too. And it's like, sad because yeah, <laughs> the hype was there for Carson Edwards. They I, trade traded a table away for him. Yeah, Tybal's been solid. So. I think that was a questionable move, but we got a pick from it. We got an extra thing. So Philly loves giving up picks. Philly loves giving up anything, dude. I hate Philly. I got um, <laughs> I got Tremont Waters G League stats here in. 28 games and 28 starts. He plays 33 minutes a night with the Red Claws. He's averaging 19.3, 7.6 assists, and 2.3 steals with three rebounds. That's dirty. He's a beast. That's He's a beast. Absolutely dirty. If he can like bring half and that he up has... to the NBA, he'll be solid. What would you say? He He's like a smart player when he's on the floor. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He just has... He just seems to have the potential to be a good player in the league. I agree. And he won, like, the Defensive Player of the Year equivalent in college, too. So he's, like, a good defender. Yeah, he's a little undersized. But, like, if you're a good defender and know what you're doing, you can use that to your advantage at some points. I think the big thing is over this next couple of years, I don't think Ainge will keep Carson and Tremont on the team because they're both, what, sub-six-foot guards? And I don't think that makes sense to have in the basketball team. And that's a reason why we don't think he's going to sign IT. Yeah, it's kind of kind of brutal. I don't even know if he's gonna keep either one of them around. We'll see. I feel he's gonna trade one of them, trade them. I, I just he, because does Ainge trade anything though? Let's be honest. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> oh. I don't even know. I never got your thoughts on that. What are your thoughts on the no deals at the deadline, Danny Ainge tactic? It's fine with me, man. I'm not not a big trade guy. I don't like trades. I value the the players a lot that are on the team. Uh, yeah. So I like feel. for for me to be okay with a trade, like they have to get somebody for like free. I get you. I got you. What about the two first round picks for Davis Bertans thing? Oh no! See, like picks, I don't care about picks. Yeah, I you think give we could have yeah. done that. But like from what I understand, I listened to him last week on Toucher and Rich, mm-hmm. and he was saying like. They never really wanted to give up Bertans. Like that was just all rumors. Like he tried. He was. He was like yeah. talking to them, but they were probably not going to give him up. Damn, that sucks. I don't know, man. It's 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 tough to judge a guy when he's been so solid. And actually, there's one thing I saw that was like, <clears throat> Ainge got lucky on the Nets deal, and every deal he's made since hasn't been that good. Which I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Uh, he probably could tell that Pierce and KG were getting up there in age and you got to remember he made the markel Fultz for jason tatum deal too and fleeced the sixers yeah they were he was like here give me some more picks and i'm yeah. gonna take the same player i was gonna take if i had the number one pick and you can have the dude with the broken jump shot yeah in fairness markel Fultz has been solid this year yeah they gave him away for nothing philly's so dumb dude I hope Philly loses the first round. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Here, let me ask you this. If Philly loses in the first round, do they trade Embiid or Simmons? I think they – first off, if they do trade Embiid, I love Embiid. I like Embiid. He'd be a great Celtic. <laughs> he's, got the, he, he's got the personality to be a Celtic. He does. You know what I'm saying? Dude, him and Smart would fight in the locker room. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. They'd be boys. That's the thing. Oh, my like, God. He would be a great Celtic. Gets along with Tatum already. Just think about it. Like, I would give up. What are you saying, Hayward? Uh, I'd give him a couple first-round picks. First-round picks? No players, not, though? Not, not big on trades. No, I feel. I, I feel like they'd want so many assets back. A, a pick. No, down, they would. A player, I mean, that I saw was like, oh, what if they trade him for uh, for Lillard or trade Ben Simmons for Lillard? I would not trade for Ben Simmons, no matter who I was. Really? I think Ben Simmons sucks, man. Really? I'm the opposite. I think he sucks. I'm the exact opposite. I think. Just like. You go ahead. You go first. Like, yeah, he gets his numbers and he doesn't shoot, right? Like, he, he can still be efficient without shooting. But, like, if you play against Ben Simmons in the playoffs, you laugh and you sit in the paint. Yeah, like, you don't, you don't need. It makes everything harder for everyone on his team because he doesn't shoot. I, I guess like, so. My my thing is, I if I was Philly, I would trade Embiid before I traded Simmons. Because if you think, I about mean, I them, understand that too. Yeah. I hope they trade Embiid. They pick Embiid. <laughs> you hope they. I trade like him Embiid, man. Oh, dude, I think that my thing is, there's no team in the NBA that runs through a post player. Like, there's no good team in the league that just runs through a straight post player. Like, yeah, the Timberwolves. Denver? Yeah, no, but they don't run through a pure post player. Jokic is so much more than that. He can pass the ball. He can, like, that's the big thing. He can dish the ball. They can run through him because he can pass. Embiid can't pass. He's, give me the ball in the paint and I'll get you your buckets. 
Jokic can get you the rebounds, pass the ball out, make plays for his team, set off-ball screens, run off-ball, like, do so much. Embiid, let me sit in the post and get you a bucket. Yeah, sure, that works. Shaq did that for years, but this isn't the same league it was back then. And you see, like, Towns maybe yeah. is the closest thing to that, but Minnesota sucks. <laughs> I don't know. I like Towns, too, but I, I like Embiid better. I think Embiid, mm-hmm. oh, dude, he'd just be such a great Celtic. He'd be good. He'd definitely be good. I think this is my thing also with Ben Simmons. If you put Ben Simmons where Giannis is on that team instead of Giannis, Ben Simmons is an MVP player. Yeah, I mean, if they surrounded him with shooters, he'd exactly. obviously be much more effective. And, like, Philly has been unable to do that because they're so stuck on, no, we're going to play this lengthy defense with Embiid, Simmons. We have so much talent. We're going to sign out Horford. We're going to be amazing. We're going to pay Tobias Harris a ridiculous amount of money. And just he be, sucks, too. Be amazing. Yeah, he's awful. <laughs> Furkin Korkmaz, though, is apparently a god, dropping like 32 games in a row a couple days ago. That has no business being good. <laughs> yeah, dude, imagine. I get so mad when players like that go off against the Celtics. I know, dude. Like Ish Smith that one time, I was getting so mad. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Anytime a foreign player goes off against the Celtics, I'm <laughs> Trump. Dude, I'm like to fucking get him out of here to pour him. <laughs> <laughs> like Fournier when he demolishes us every time the Magic come to town. Oh my god! Uh, uh, yeah, we can wrap this up with a little uh, thoughts on the road trip coming up. So, what do you think about? Um, what do you think about the Clippers tonight, dude? I hope they beat the Clippers tonight. That's all I can tough. say. Tough, I don't know if they're going to beat the Clippers tonight. Clippers just lost to Philadelphia. They're going to be pissed. Paul George played bad. He's probably not going to play bad again. Jalen Brown's hurt. Oh man! Like I don't want to go into the All Star break with them losing a game it, two in a row. It's tough. We got such a tough stretch coming up, like the Clippers, they got the Lakers at some point in here, the Rockets again, and the Jazz too. Like, I think we can beat the Clippers. I think they're very beatable. I just don't know if, like, I hope the mindset of losing the other night doesn't get in our head. I hope we can pick it back up. And I hope Jalen Brown plays. Actually, I don't know. I take that back. I don't want him to get more hurt. I'm fine either way. Yeah. If he plays and he gets hurt, he's got a week. You know what I mean? Like, he does, he's not playing for another week. That's that's like the only like strong argument I can put out that like yeah I mean I guess he could play you know yeah. if, they, if they were playing against Saturday you know if there was no All Star break yeah send him out but like they don't they don't play for another week if he wants to play let him play exactly they don't have a whole week of rest because he got snubbed from the All Star team yeah and then uh, oh my god I was gonna say something else oh yeah so they're home again tonight so that's obviously a big boost good mm-hmm. home team fans will probably bring it I hope so. I hope we boo the entire uh, Clippers team. Actually, no. I hope we love Marcus Morris. I miss him. Yeah, I like Marcus Morris. <laughs> He's good. He's a solid Celtic. He'd be great on this Celtics team, too. He'd be nice off the bench. He makes so much money, though. I know. 15 that, that's like another thing. Like, the Knicks paid him a lot of money. They did, dude. This, he, and he, he screwed the Spurs over, too. Yeah, because, like, they waited, and then they missed out on other people. I'm, I'm remembering that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And just like Kawhi Leonard did with the Lakers, like he made him wait, and then, dude, the Lakers Good. could be so much better right now. If Kawhi Leonard didn't screw him over. I'm so glad he did. I love me some Kawhi. Me too, man. Honestly, if we can't manage to win the finals this year, which I think we honestly could have a chance of doing, I just want a Lakers. I mean, not a Lakers. God no, a Clippers Bucks finals, and I don't care who wins. Like I would love Giannis to get a ring. I would love Kawhi to get another one. Paul George could get a ring. Marcus Morris could get a ring. I pff, don't even care at that point. 
The Celtics don't win. I want the Clippers to win. I don't want okay. the Lakers getting in the finals yeah, because I don't, I don't want them catching them in championships. Oh, well, I'm not doing that. Yeah, facts. That's I no chance. I want them catching us in championships. I will say though, I wouldn't like. I like LeBron. I like LeBron. I wouldn't mind if he got another ring. I, I, F that guy, man. I hate like LeBron. A, damn. Nope. I'm a LeBron fan. I like him. I respect him a lot. Nope. I think he complains too much. Okay, I respect you. Know who does complain too much? Chris Paul. I hate Chris Paul. He's a punk, dude. Uh, I'm not the biggest Chris Paul guy. I mean, I don't, I don't, he hasn't like played the Celtics in any, like he's never been in the conference or anything. So he hasn't pissed me off. I feel Giannis is going to be next, man. I'm going to have to start hating Giannis soon if they keep losing to him in the playoffs. Which is unfortunate. And uh, like, how do you hate Giannis? He looks like like a nice dude. Yeah. (laughs) He's a a genuine dude. I should hate Embiid, but like they never lose to the Sixers. So like, I can't (laughs) hate him, man. He's like a, I see Embiid. I'm like, oh, easy win tonight. Easy win tonight. Baines was his dad last year. He just owned him. Yeah, B- and B would be a great Celtic man. I'm telling you, like, you already like shout out the fans. He's like, yeah, they have great fans here. Blah blah blah. He would be perfect. He'd be he talks trash. Like he would say, like, oh, he he'd be just so perfect. Boston would embrace him after a while. Too. That's what He'd I'm saying. Support like, him so much. Boston's like a better version of Philly. Like the fans are just better fans. I know, dude. I hate Philly. I hate Philly fans. I hate Philly culture. I hate Philly teams. Everything about their city is just bad. Did you Did you see the last recap I did the the video? Oh, I, I took. I think so. Maybe I saw the Sixers. The Sixers were talking. The Sixers fans were talking reckless on Twitter. So I took a bunch of. The I did see that. That was hilarious. Yeah. I remember it. And I put it in the beginning <laughs> of the video. Uh, you and then I put... dropped the confetti out. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, the confetti. That was iconic. It scared me a little at first, too, because I'm like, wait, that wasn't a three, was it? What happened? What do you mean? But I remember I was at work, and I worked at a nursing home. Yeah. And one of the old people, old dudes, he watches, like, the games in uh-huh. the little rec room. So I was watching the game with him. I thought he was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Luckily, we managed. We pulled that one out, right? We won. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. That was almost as good as the... the uh, the Marcus Morris iconic moment where he just goes 3-0. 3-0. Yeah. Olympians talking all the trash. Oh, man, I hope we beat the Clippers tonight. That's all I want. Oh, I hope I hope they I hope they beat him. You know what I hope by some miracle? Jason Tatum, all-star game MVP, balls out. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, but like the only problem with that is like he's probably not gonna see all that much. Time. No, he's not gonna see the floor a lot. Unless he like gets hot. If he can get hot, like make his first three shots, he'll see the floor a lot. He's been playing it. I mean, he didn't play that great on Tuesday, but before that, he's yeah. been on tear. In the last, like, what is it, five games, three games, maybe he's averaging, like, 25.6 points, something ridiculous. Ever since he was an all-star. He's been on he, fire. He's been on fire. He's playing with a ton of confidence. Jalen Brown's playing good, too, ever since he got snubbed. Even even with the uh, ankle problem yeah, the other day, both of them, he played solid. Mm-hmm. He's efficient. That's why I like Jalen Brown. Like, we talked Super last efficient. time, and I told you, I was like, I kind of like Jalen Brown by the Tatum because he does not. He just he takes smart shots is what it is. Like Tatum will take the neat necessary shots at the end of the game, but like he'll also huck up those step back like from the wing three pointers with a minute left in the first quarter, like something unnecessary. He has been nailing that move lately. I know, That's I know. It's great. Which is like destroying I, the argument of his inefficiencies too, because he's starting to hit those shots. I, I'm starting to get to the point with Tatum where I think the ball's going in every time he shoots it, which is really awesome. Because before, like, I would not. Like, I'd see him shoot. I'd be like, oh, I'd be like come on, Dan. Come on, don't do that. But no, I feel like he's low-key becoming a better scorer than Kemba at this point. Yeah, I mean, 
he might be the best player on the team by the end of the season. I think so. Oh, like, if you need a bucket, you tell me. If you just need a bucket, who do you give the ball to at this point? It's tough. There's like five guys I could no, say. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> you could even say Cantor if you if yeah. you only need two points. <laughs> uh, he misses I, the first one, he'll get it back, and then he'll put it back no, up. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, Jason Tatum's officially the leading scorer on the Celtics this season. Averaging more points than uh than Kemba. He's actually brought his percentages up too. He's averaging forty four from the field and thirty eight from three. So it's like he's pretty efficient now too. Yeah, I, I got a picture with Tatum when he was a rookie. Oh, lucky. Brag. Wow, that's crazy. I, I also had him sign a uh, poster no. of Jalen Brown for oh me. My so God. I have a signed Jalen Brown of Jason Tatum. That's crazy. Because oh. like you know when you go to a game they yeah give you yeah like yeah. A, it was Jalen Brown that night, and Tatum was there. So. Lucky. Damn. I don't know why I didn't have it on the back. They always have, like, a little ad, and, like, Tatum was in the ad. I don't know why I didn't <laughs> sign that. I was probably nervous. Yeah, not thinking, like, oh, my God, Jason Tatum's going to sign anything of mine. That's crazy. I remember one time I got seats, um, like, behind the bench, kind of. Mm-hmm. So, first off, they were kind of cheap. They are only 150 piece. Damn. Me and my friend went. Here's why they were 150 piece. When the game starts, can't see because they're all tall. And I'm tall myself. I'm six three. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you're sitting down, you're you're below the floor, as it is. Mm-hmm. And then like you got all these tall dudes in front of you. But when they were doing warm ups, like they walk right past you to go to the locker. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And like, that was my first time ever being that close to anybody. And I was like, oh, I'm not gonna ask them for anything. I don't want to bother anybody. Dude, when I was at the Celtics game. Uh, like last year, I went with my two buddies and Marcus Morris walked by and they both got posters, but that day apparently I just didn't feel like carrying it, so I had nothing for him to sign because I didn't want him to sign my Marcus Smart jersey and my Marcus Morris jersey didn't come in the mail till the next day, so I was so mad. I love those posters. I have like a collection of them. Oh, I, I keep them every time I go to a game because I think it's awesome. I never keep them because I always lose them. Like I started to, then I just lost them or like someone like would throw it out by accident. Like I had a Terry Rozier one last year. It just got folded up and someone took it and I was like, okay. So I just like yeah. don't even bother because I'm bad at I have a stuff. thick stack of those posters. Oh, that's amazing. Like probably have like 20 now. Going to any games anytime soon? March 3rd. Um when they play Brooklyn. No way. I think they have a school I, trip. I'm trying to go to that game, too. The cheap, tickets are cheap. I might find a couple of buddies and go to it. Especially if Kyrie plays. That'll be a bang exactly, for your buck. Exactly. Exactly. Bang for your buck right there. There's a uh, there's a Pacers game I'm eyeing, too. It's 26 bucks on game time right now. I only use SeatGeek because I don't yeah. like getting hit with the hidden fees. I feel. I use SeatGeek, too, because it like tells you. But game time is sometimes cheaper, just like by a couple bucks because of uh, fees. But... I use whichever one's cheaper. But funny story, because we were talking about Marcus Morris, and then I got sidetracked with the posters. I got you. Uh, Rhode Island, I live I live in Rhode Island. You only have to be um, 18 to gamble. Nice. So we, we would go to the casino where my friends play blackjack with Marcus Morris. No. Wait. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, and my friend, my friend's an Eagles fan. <laughs> So, like, oh he had his Eagles sweatshirt God. on. Marcus Morris is impressed because he's a Philly guy. Yep. Oh, my God. I wasn't there that night, but they were like, Oh, no. Did they blackjack with Marcus Morris? They had a conversation with him and stuff? I don't know if they did that. Like, I yeah, remember yeah. them saying, like, he had his whole posse there. So like, oh, oh, that's crazy. That'd be intimidating, dude. I, feel like I think he might have said huge. something about his sweatshirt, though. 
That's <clears> sick. <throat> the hell? I think they've seen Marcus Smart there, too. I love Marcus Smart. I feel like he would just be a fun dude. You know who I would want to hang out with more than anybody, I think, on that team? Grant Williams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Dude, he seems so funny. Like, every time I see him on TV, he just seems like a meme. You know what's kind of funny? I feel like he's, like, not popular enough yet to where you could, like, ask him to do a podcast and he would actually do it. Dude, I, I low-key want to, but I don't know if I'd get hit with, like, the media, like, Celtics media saying all requests have to go through this, blah, 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 because he's, like, part of an organization. That's true. I don't even think it. of that stuff. Yeah, I can't even DM him on Twitter. He has to, like, he's one of those guys that you have to, like, add him back before you can actually DM him. Maybe I'll just end- tweet at him. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'll do that right now. Ready on on this podcast at Grant Williams. Hey man, uh, think you're the funniest dude on the seas right now. Any chance you'd come on my podcast sometime? If it doesn't work tonight, to you've got to do it again over the All Star break. Oh yeah, they're they're about to play a game, so like. He's probably not on his phone, to be honest. I'm ready? I'm going to make it one of these. Day one of getting Grant Williams on the podcast. Right, I'll retweet you. That's Williams. Fine. Williams on the podcast. Colin and then Grant Williams. Sometime to prove it. And I'll throw a few shamrocks in there. Day one. I'm going to do this every day till Grant Williams comes on this podcast. I swear. That's the goal. Okay. Everyone's like, oh, day one of getting him to follow me. No, Grant Williams is coming on from the Raptors, guys. I'm promising this. I can't He'd be such from. a fire guest, man. I know, right? I can't actually. Because you, you could not talk to him about the Celtics. Like, you could talk to him about, like, anything. Anything. Like, oh, what do you think of the new Star Wars movie? Dude, I'd be like, you Grant Williams, everyone's dying to know what is your favorite cereal, my guy. Like, <laughs> just random stuff like that. Ugh. Yeah. Anybody, like, you hear talk about him is like, yeah, dude, you talk forever. So, like, he would be perfect for I this. I know. I tweet. That's out in the world there. Everyone go retweet that so Grant Williams sees me. Okay. Well, I think I think that's a good way to end this. I think we could wrap this up now. Uh, anything you will want to Will Grant play? Williams be here next time? Yeah, will Grant Williams. That'll be my, my uh, tagline when I plug this on Twitter tomorrow or tonight. But, uh, yeah, anything you want to plug before we leave, Sam? Uh, just check out my page, Parquet Press on Facebook and at Parquet Press on Twitter. Facebook's kind of new. It's not as popular. Um, Celtics win tonight. You could see a new recap coming. So Be ready. weird Celtics recaps. Love making them. Check them out. Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, YouTube. That's where they'll be. Um, yeah, that's all I got to plug. Those those are hilarious. I'll definitely I'll tag this guy, Sam, and the uh, tweet I tweet this uh, podcast out in. But, um, yeah, thanks for listening to From the Rafters, guys, presented by Bannertown USA. Wow. U.S. Day. I just invented a new country. You know that? The U.S. Day. The U.S. Day. No, Bannertown, USA. Uh, See you guys next time. Peace.